Joining me now with greater context on those market moves is Carmen Mbelwana from Sunlam Investments. Carmen, good afternoon, good evening. Thank you for joining us. Hi. All right, Carmen, let's talk about the JSE. Very upbeat today. Um, we did have some data coming out of China, but also lots of um, action happening. You know, Aspen doing really well, up more than 11%. Um, just take us through those screens. Yeah, so we definitely had some of a tailwind on the back of those Chinese manufacturing numbers, which obviously came out a lot stronger than expected. I think the initial rhetoric coming into this year was that we'd see China reopen and see sort of a boost from that. And that tailed off through February. And this sort of been a ignition, a reignition in terms of that theme. Um, as you've mentioned, Aspen strong up today uh, on the back of their results. But I think more importantly, the focus there is on the vaccine and vaccine capacity, mm -hmm. which has exceeded what the market was expecting. So definitely a significant boost for Aspen on the JSC today. So let's actually talk about um, Aspen, uh, Carmen, because, you know, that was for me a very mixed bag of, of things to digest. But, you know, speaking to Stephen Side earlier, they're very upbeat about their future and about their ability to still get value from the assets that they've spent money on. Um, what is your interpretation of the data coming out of there, but also, you know, this positive second half story? Yeah, so that's definitely a, a, a boost for them, looking at what the half-year number is and then guiding that there's going to be a stronger second half. Um, it means that what consensus is looking for for the full year is likely to be exceeded, um, barring any sort of uh, uh, outside shock. Um, I think also in terms of my mention earlier around the vaccines is for a long time, Aspen's uh, story or strategy has been around M&A, mm -hmm. and they've tried to change the rhetoric over the last three to four years. Um, they've tightened up the balance sheet, and we've seen that coming through. Uh, so this result and the sort of theme behind it indicates that they are moving more towards an organic growth uh, strategy, and if that does come through, it will yield benefit for the shareholders. All right, now let's move over to some mining news. Harmony, um, good grades, good prices. It sounds like a good story. Yeah, so very well guided, mm -hmm. uh, number one. Uh, so no surprises there. But I definitely think the strong uh, RAND gold price was a boost for them. Um, we did see that coming through on the top line, so revenue up 5.9. But more importantly, headline earnings per share up 18%. So um, I think that's a, a rare feat in the current environment. So the market did like that. Um, and adding on to that as well, that despite the fact that gold production was down for the period, we did see that they didn't change their guidance for the full year, which also gives some sort of uh, solace or, or comfort, should I say, uh, going forward. You know, Carmen, they also didn't declare a dividend and the market didn't seem to mind that. So talk to us about that. So all about capital allocation. Um, clearly, market believes and trusts in management that they would serve better with that cash in terms of looking at their growth pros prospects. We know what's happening in the gold market, um, that things are becoming tight in terms of finding resources. So the guidance was that they're looking to put that uh, money or that capital allocation rather in towards the copper uh, projects going forward. So again, um, looking at diversification of their portfolio. 
All right, now let's talk about cash build. Um, less of a pretty picture being painted here. Um, I'm very curious about this business comment because, you know, consumers are cash strapped. And so renovations and DIY projects really are not on many people's list of priorities. So without this market really booming, where can cash build go to hide? Um, you know, because these numbers, I mean, revenue mm -hmm. down 4%. Yeah, it's a really tough one, especially because of the anomaly of coming out of the pandemic. Most of the building and construction industry, or should I say rather, yeah, the building materials industry really got a boost with, um, you know, people working from home, having to add on to their homes and also um, doing various renovations. So coming off a very, very tough base, and that's what we've seen coming through in these results. I don't think the market was too surprised at this. Um, it was guided, so we knew that there was going to be a lots of pain around it. Um, so I, I, I'm, I'm not too surprised in terms of, of where it is. Mm -hmm. In terms of hiding away, that's a tough one to mm. say. It really does depend on where the South African market goes. Um, and at this point, you know, anyone's guess which way GDP is going. Are we getting into a recession? Is it going to be a soft landing, etc.? Um, so I can't answer that as yet. Yes, we'll certainly be watching um, out for cash built there. Woolies also coming out with a set um, of numbers today. Stronger in Australia than South Africa. Um, that's a very interesting aspect there. Also, the segment of Woolworths that they serve as seems to be very resilient in these tough economic times, Carmen. And this is very evident in this set of numbers. Totally. Um, this is their, I think, record half-year number, uh, number one. So definitely something to, to be focused on. I think also, you know, looking at, as you mentioned, Australia, uh, David Jones and Country Road exceeded everyone's expectations. David Jones coming in very, very strong. But we know that, that now that's, that's going to be sold. So that's looking to be concluded by the end of March. Um, having said that, management did mention that the, their focus will be on strengthening up the balance sheet again and looking at that. I think the drawbacks in this result, unfortunately, was the weakness in the food sector. Mm. Um, that's been the stalwart or the, the, the uh, crown jewel for the last few years. But we're seeing that weakening, margins weakening as well. So lots of concern for, for the market around that. Having said that also, I think maybe over a little bit overdone today, um, but this is off the back of a strong performance for Woolworths for the year to date. Mm -hmm. But um, the fashion, beauty and home division, the one that's been the laggard for the longest time as well, we're seeing the, the strategy come to fruition. It is trailing or tracking where management have guided. Mm -hmm. So um, maybe some just profit taking today and some concern around the weakness in the food division all right well carmen before i let you go we don't have much time your stock pick is mtn tell us why so i stuck with it uh mtn i still believe it remains undervalued uh, again relative to its peers but more importantly in terms of the expectation of the the strengthening of the balance sheet going forward and then the potential add-on of the fintech benefit towards the end of the year so i something to look out for um and i will hold and stick to mtn yeah, I agree with you, by the way, Carmen. Thank you so much for your time um, this evening. That was Carmen Bilwana from Sundam Investments.